I'm Nathan Oren, and this is Journal Talk, the Q&A session where we answer your questions about journal writing. This is Journal Talk Q&A. Thanks so much for joining. And I'm here with co-host Jade Gilmore. Hi, Jade. Hi, Nathan. Welcome back. It's great to have you. Jade, a certified journal to the self instructor, as well as on the way to being a certified journal facilitator. What's the difference? And we're going to talk about that one day. And an ACC certified life coach. It's great having a life coach on the program. Jade, what's the difference between a journal to the self instructor? That's what I am. I know there's other layers and levels. Uh huh. Tell us what a journal facilitator is. So Journal to the Self is a specific program, as you know, based on Kay Adams' book, Journal to the Self. And that's all I'm a, a certified to teach. So when I, when I say that I'm a certified Journal to the Self instructor, all I'm certified through Kay Adams' you know, institute, I can teach that one course and that's it. All the other things are kind of my flavor or my thing. I can go off on my own and teach whatever I want. But as far as saying I'm a certified, I can only teach that one class of hers, the Journal to the Self right now. What what, right. what do you have more than I do? <laughs> so the, the Journal Facilitator, and it's actually Journal Facilitator slash Journal Therapist program. I am not personally a therapist. If someone who was already a licensed therapist was to go through this program, then when they were done, they'd be able to call themselves a certified journal therapist. So the way I like to kind of paraphrase this class, this program, is that I'm taking all of the specialty programs that a therapist would take to become a journal therapist. I see. So I'm learning an awful lot about like visual journaling and um, poetry journaling and spiritual journaling and creativity journaling and just all these different ways to apply journaling. Mm -hmm. And on top of that, I'm taking there's some facilitation classes on, you know, how to run a group. There's some curriculum development classes. So I'll learn how to develop my own curriculum. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of stuff like that, too. And it makes sure that you've got a nice, broad foundation. I mean, Kay Adams has done so much for journal therapy. Yes. The other really two big names in journal therapy are James Pennebaker and Ira Progoff. And so I've had to take courses on the methodologies of both of those gentlemen oh, nice. as well. Okay. So I like how you described it. So it's kind of like you've taken all the courses that give you the almost, I would say like the master's degree program of the body of work called journal writing like it's a as if you were going to use it as a tool yeah and absolutely. I, i've got the credentials to teach one piece of that which is journal to the self i like that i get it and and it creates desire for me to like to keep going <laughs> i'm going to keep I, I want what you have that sounds good you, awesome can you tell i'm avoiding the the question for today we've been talking for 15 minutes and it's time to wrap up now so we have an interesting question it's today jade and I don't know what to do with it exactly. You can help me out here. Sure. I want to respond to this person because I see some of myself, uh, maybe a younger side of myself, wrote in. And, and when I first read this, I, I kind of got the feeling I wasn't the person that was supposed to be reading this. <laughs> <laughs> he sent in a question 
It's not so much even a journaling question. Maybe it is. I mean, what do you do? Jade, do you ever go into your journal when you are longing for something, when you are craving or longing or missing something so badly that you feel there's a burning hole in your heart and and you just want to scream? I have, yes. And usually when I'm doing it, it's one of these where I've been away traveling for business or something and I'm missing my husband and my kids. And I mm. really love to have that chance to just sit down and, and write about, you know, why am I missing them? I mean, it sounds so obvious, but really, you know, what am I missing specifically? And really just get in and dig with that. Mm -hmm. I'm but talking yeah. about burning hole in your soul. I mean, that I if I went away from my family and I love my family and I'm pretty close with my family, I'd have to be away from them for a while before I felt this level of emotion that, that Tom is talking about. I mean, it was really deep. Yeah. Do you have the question? Re read the question. I do. So the question is, can you please talk about what to do with the feeling of missing something so badly you want to scream? And I got to tell you, you know, what came to mind when I heard that is not actually a journaling exercise. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So so the part you don't know, what I didn't put in my bio for this is that I'm also a Reiki 2 practitioner. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And one of the exercises that we can my talk Reiki about that, too. What's Reiki 2 versus Reiki 7? <laughs> <laughs> there's there's three levels. <laughs> Reiki Reiki is, a, is another whole big big topic, topic. energy. It's energy. Yeah, right? uh, it's, all it's, I know, it's energy management. Yeah, it's it's kind of an energy healing modality. And there's three levels. So a Reiki one is able to practice Reiki on him or herself. Uh -huh. A Reiki two can practice Reiki on other people as well as people as well as on themselves. Okay. And, and a Reiki three is certified to teach other people how to be Reiki one and Reiki two and Reiki oh, three. Wow. Yeah. That's all, so it's like the journal to the self is like Reiki one. I can, I can, <laughs> you, I can take, I can take Kathleen Adams course myself. That would be Reiki one or uh -huh. Reiki two is somebody who can uh, teach it to other people. So that would be the, the Reiki two is the person that has the certification of just that one class. <laughs> <laughs> and you are Reiki three really in the world of journal writing, because not only can you take it for yourself and, and show others, but then you can even teach other people. Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm getting goofy. I'm sorry. Tangent okay. here, but I'm missing, I'm missing something myself, I guess, maybe. So I, I there's, I've never had this question. What do you do with a question like this? Is there a journal exercise that helps you stop missing somebody or something? Well, I don't know. Here's, here's what I was going to say is one of the exercises that I learned when I was working on my Reiki 2 training mm -hmm. was, you know, sometimes when you're working in someone's energy, you'll feel a hole, a divot, something. A lot of times, like I feel it a lot if someone has broken a bone or has an injury. It, it's, it's, not, it's not a smooth thing in the energy at that point. And sometimes what you want to do when you, when you hit one of those divots is, is you ask the person who has the injury, you know, what what does this hole need? What do you need to put into this hole? What would make you feel complete? Hmm. 
And a lot of times something really absurd will come up. You know, I, I, I actually broke my foot recently and, and it was that I needed to put birds in it. You know, so why do I need a bird in my foot? I have no idea, but that <laughs> was, was the first dream? thing that came to mind. What, this it is... was, I was doing the exercise on myself. I see. What, it... And yeah, I, I have no idea what the bird symbology was, but mm-hmm. like I said, sometimes it's just absolutely absurd. But I wonder if you could take that and when you're writing in your journal, write about what are you missing? You know, write about this hole, write about this experience of missing and then ask yourself, what do I need to put into this hole? What would make me feel complete? Mm. You know, and maybe it's a wad of Kleenex to stuff it up and make it feel full. Or, you know, maybe it's a color. Mm -hmm, Maybe mm -hmm. it's, you know, it could be anything. It could be an animal. It can be a feeling. You know, this hole needs happiness. So I'm going to just imagine that it's full of happiness. You know, try something like that. Hmm. That, It's almost like one of those trans writing exercises where you don't really, like it doesn't, like the answer can be very abstract. Yeah. You know, I'm going to fill this hole up with red. You know, or it, it's, it just may not make sense on an intellectual level, but down on a subconscious level, there's something to it. So Tom is the person who wrote this question. And, we, and you didn't finish reading the question. It goes on. It goes, it's, it's, a, it's a long question. Finish reading the question and then because it gets deep. OK, so um, I'll read the whole thing so we have the full context. OK. Can you please talk about what to do with the feeling of missing something so badly you want to scream? I'm trying to get into keeping a journal, but so often I'm missing something so much it feels like a burning hole in my soul and I don't know of anything that can possibly repair it. No words seem to help and the more I write about it, the more longing and depressed I feel. Wow. Yeah. That's that's a lot. There's so many places to take it because I don't know if this person is saying they're missing somebody or something or is it um, the first thing that comes to my mind, Jade, actually is like somebody who's in recovery and they're missing that buzz or that hit or that high that they used to get when they were, you know, using. And there's nothing that in the whole world that could ever compare to that feeling in their experience. And so writing about it only stirs up the desire for it and leaves them feeling more empty. And I'm not speaking from experience, but I kind of, I mean, I, I have felt those, some of those feelings before. I've never been, you know, in a in recovery program from drug or alcohol abuse, anything like that. But I can tell that that's the kind of depth we're talking about. This is something, yeah. you know. See, and, and what, what came to mind for me is, and, and I don't know if you've ever been in this point where you're walking around in your life and, and, you know, maybe you've got a job and maybe you're, you know, you're in a relationship and stuff, but you're just dissatisfied and you can't really put a finger on. And I recognize this is nowhere near to the magnitude that Tom is talking about. But, you know, when you just have that general sense of dissatisfaction and something's missing, but you can't quite identify what. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, you know, maybe an exercise where you really, you know, I'm not talking about writing oh i miss this and it's really it really hurts but go into a dialogue situation maybe where you're you know where it's it's me addressing the thing that i'm missing or me addressing that hole mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and write back and forth and maybe that's where you could fill in something with your with your journal that might mm-hmm. help you at least identify it you know and and i wonder with the way this question is phrased either 
it is something that Tom doesn't want to talk about. You know, Tom knows perfectly well what's missing and he doesn't want to talk about it. Publicly, you're right. Which, yeah, you're right. Because you know, the I thing is, yeah, the, that, and I think that's what leaves me feeling so perplexed is if he would state it, you know, please tell me how I can cope with the feelings that you know, I miss my girlfriend. You know, she passed away last year and I miss her at the holiday times. You know, like then we'd have a I think we'd have a real solid place to go. And this episode would have turned out totally different. It could. Yeah. (laughs) Or if it was, you know, I'm missing, you know, my dog or a pet or something. Or it could be, you know, I'm missing the leg I used to have before the accident, before the car accident. You know, I mean, there's so many places to go with it. I really it's hard. I guess I can't really put my I'll, I'll give just very general. You know, you're you're familiar with the law of attraction. Yeah. And I would say to Tom, the more time you spend thinking and rambling and and grieving, not to say, you know, we all need to grieve, we all need to experience that loss, you you have to experience it in order for it to to get through it. The the quote, the only way to get, you know, to get over your grief is to go through it. Yeah. And so there's nothing that's going to help in a journal writing practice, in my opinion, to get through something that deep without just going through it. And at the same time, right next to what I just said, I would also say that the more time you spend in the sorrow and sadness and the dark side of it, the more you're going to attract that into your life. So alongside all the tragedy and the sadness and the longing, you know, and the burning sensation, I also put there, what would my life be like if things were different? Or, you know, who would I be once this is past me? And just reflect on some of those questions. I know they don't make sense right now. It may may sound like totally goofball type things to write. But if you can sort of peel off one layer at a time to find out, you know, these things, there's stacks and stacks of emotions that are lined up, you know, layered on with this. And, you know, sometimes there could be 20 different, you know, 10 or 20 different processes working to make this feel heavy and weighty. And so if you kind of focus on some of the lighter side of it, who would I be without the thought that this is Byron Katie? Are you familiar with the work, Jade? You know, I've heard of it, but I mean, I've heard of Byron Katie and I've heard of the work, but I haven't really played with it. I'm going to teach a journal workshop based on the work by Byron Katie, and I've gotten permission to do it too. So I'm excited to put it together. I just need some time. But uh, one of the things is, you know, who would I be without the thought that, and then you put that, whatever that pain is in there. And basically she, you know, she takes, she takes everything and condenses it down to, you know, what's really bothering you is the thought that something is wrong, you know, or the thought that you're missing something or the thought that things aren't the way they should be. Her whole book is called Loving What Is. And anytime that you step out of the way things are into the world of the way things should be, any Buddhist monk will tell you that's the road to unhappiness and pain and you know uh, so so staying with what is is going to always be the more healing and what she says is who would i be without the thought that i have a burning hole in my soul who would i be without the thought that no words can possibly describe how depressed i feel or you know who would i be without the thought that i'm missing this so badly i want to scream 
Yeah. You know, and if you wrote that answer out, who would I be without those thoughts? You'll start to uncover a little piece of who you might be, who you could be, and you will start to align with what feels better, what what is right, what is good for you. And you'll find out that path. It'll be a, it may take a journey of 10 years to get there, but but one step at a time. I think that that's the whole essence of the law of attraction that you put out there where you want to be and then you start climbing the path wherever it takes you and tom i feel for you buddy is all i can say you know i've i can't say that i've been there because i have no idea where you are i can't say that i know what even you're talking about but when you write words like what you sent in to have an answer on a podcast episode that's about usually about 10 minutes long. You're asking for it, buddy. <laughs> uh, I feel for you. I hear you. I think you're in the right place. If you can, you know, if you can write about that, that this is right where you're supposed to be right now, that these feelings are real and, and acknowledging them is great. I think you keep writing questions like what you wrote in and alongside of it, put, you know, where, where is the path out of this, you know, and, and spend some time looking for, you know, what, what feels best? Where do I go from here? You're going to find it. Let me throw in one more thing that I just wanted to add. You know, I, I keep coming back to that last line about feeling more longing and more depressed. And you, when Nathan, when you mentioned law of attraction, it's kind of jogged it loose for me. But I find when I'm in a really bad place, and fortunately, it doesn't happen very often, but, you know, taking the time to write a little bit of, you know, something that went well that day. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And it doesn't have to be a big deal. I have worked with clients who are clinically depressed and they've been working with a therapist as well. And one of the journal exercises that I recommend is that they do this. Just write down two or three things, four things maybe. I, I shoot for three things that went well that day. And I kid you not, sometimes the answer is, I took a shower. Mm, and mm -hmm. that's fine, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, I made lunch today, you know? Uh, right. Yeah, my, my peanut butter and jelly sandwich tasted pretty good. Yeah, and sometimes it might be a stretch to try to find one thing. But I think you're on to something. It's sort of that gratitude journal thing where you just, just say what was, just bless one thing from the day. That's great. I like that. Tom, thank you for the question, and we'll send you some thank you gift for your question, because I think you gave to us a lot more than we could ever give back to you. There's, there was a lot in there, and take care of yourself, and uh, keep on writing. Anything else you want to add, Jade? You know, this might be a breach of protocol, but I would almost invite Tom to write back and, you know, if if this is helpful, great. If there's if you can give us a little bit more specifics so we can give you an answer that's a little bit better, you know, I would be happy to redo to the episode. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. We'll call it a part two. OK, we're, we're okay. loving what is this yes. is the episode that is and there might be a part two. Yes. Very good. <laughs> I love it. Thank you. Thanks, everybody. And we don't need to say goodbye. We've got the <laughs> outro coming right now. Thanks for listening to Journal Talk Q&A. If you have a question you would like featured on the program in a future episode, please send it to me at Nathan at easyjournaling.com. 
nathan at easyjournaling.com. I would love to feature it here and send you a little thank you gift for sharing your question. You can also send it to me in the form of a voice message. If you would like to share your voice on Journal Talk Q&A, you can dial this number. It's 1-805-751-6280. That's a United States number and only normal toll charges apply. There's no extra charge for Journal Talk Q&A. Thanks everyone again and have a great week and we'll see you next time. Meanwhile, keep on writing. This episode of Journal Talk is copyright and brought to you by Write for Life, an online resource for living with passion, clarity, and purpose through journaling. Visit our website at www.write, spelled W-R-I-T-E, the number four, life, L-I-F-E, dot U-S. Thanks again for listening to Journal Talk and for voting that this is the best health and fitness podcast 2013.